The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus passed through towns and villages, teaching as he went and making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? He answered them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then will you stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. He will say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, we ate and drank in your company and you taught in our streets. Then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves cast out. People will come from the east and the west and from the north and the south and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some are last who will be first and some are first who will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, the Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Oh. I think the last line of that Gospel gives us, I think, the proper lens through which to interpret what Jesus is trying to say. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. Some are last now in time, and this is Luke's gospel. It's safe to say he's referring to the poor, those who are outcasts, who are considered last in a sense in the eyes of the world. So that's kind of where Jesus is coming from here. And some are first who will be last. So those who seem to have everything that they need in this world all the time or the fame, the fortune. And, well, they may not be considered so rich in the kingdom of heaven, in the kingdom of God. So there's a paradox there. The gospel is full of paradoxes. Jesus' life was a great paradox of sorts. And I think we always have to wrestle with those. They're never easy. And we always have to take them in the broader context, too, of what Jesus is really all about. And that is saving, redeeming, forgiving, healing. And so we recognize our need for healing, our, our frailty, as we were praying for our family and friends at the beginning of this Mass, remembering them who are sick. We're reminded of our frailty, not just physical, but in every way, I think, we recognize our frailty. But I think that's a good way of incorporating today's first reading, Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 8, and we get the famous verse 28 here. We know that all things... Work for good for those who love God. Who are called according to his purpose. So just that line by itself is worth 
reflecting on and asking God to help us appreciate more. We know that all things work for good for those who love God. Sometimes that's really hard to see and to appreciate. It takes time sometimes for that to to work out, right? We know that all things work for good for those who love God. Well, they don't always work immediately, right? They don't work out immediately. And I think, as Shakespeare would say, there's the rub, you know. That's the challenge. That's the difficulty. However, I think, again, as, as we continue to read here, Paul continues, for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose, for those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son so that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. So that's all a process. I think as we read through that, it's one thing after another. It reminds us of a process that we're all in. We're following Jesus. I think one of the things we appreciate about, appreciate about the Chosen series is how they're this rather eclectic group of people, right? From all walks of life, different personalities and strengths and weaknesses. And so we see them trying to follow Jesus. Jesus called them to follow him, just like he's called all of us. To follow him. And we know that's not always so easy that we are being invited to, to be transformed, to be healed, to grow, and to step out in faith and to be stretched, to be pulled out of our comfort zone at times. So it's a process, it's a journey. It's an adventure, and sometimes that adventure comes with sadness, like today. I think our hearts are kind of heavy as we just learn of the passing of a, a young mother or the sickness of our, of our friends and their family members. So sometimes, indeed, we are faced with sufferings and difficulties and even death. But the Lord wants to shed light even on death, right? He wants to be our hope even in the face of death. He is risen. And there's our hope. There's the source of our living hope. Jesus risen from the dead. Who wants to walk with us through all of these challenges, all of these trials, all of these hurts. The Lord wants to be with us as our friend, our companion through it all. And I think that's ultimately what's gonna bring us the healing and the hope that we all desire, that we all need in order to stay strong in rich, you know, in, for richer or poorer, in sickness and health, good times and bad. The Lord has committed himself to us and we're gonna renew that here in just a minute at the altar as we remember what he did for us 
on the cross and, and in his resurrection, his ascension, he is at the right hand of the Father and at the same time he's here with us, uniting, uniting heaven and earth. So let's ask the Lord to fill us with hope today, hope in the eternal life that he has won for us, but also hope in his friendship today, here and now, hope in his love and mercy that he pours out upon us as we receive him in holy communion. Amen. Amen.